0: Hello and welcome to a special episode of On Shot It Up podcast. This episode isn't actually part of the If I Were the Minister for Education series, uh, but today uh, there is a release of Kamasu, which is the Department of Education's Action Plan for Education for this year, 2019. Um, I thought I'd better summarise all the targets affecting primary schools um, and give my thoughts on them. I, I really didn't think. I'd actually have to interrupt normal service in the podcast so, so soon after starting. I'm only two episodes in, uh, but when you're hit with a, a 60 page document from the Department of Education outlining some sort of action plan uh, for education for the year, an um, exception has to be made. Um, I guess I, I hope I won't have to do these uh, too regularly um, given our workload, uh, and really that's going to be the theme of this podcast. Um, the Minister for Education at the moment is a gentleman, Joe McHugh, and he used to be famous actually for being uh, the Minister for the Gwaeltaugt uh, and, and Gwaelt, uh, Irish Affairs really, and despite actually not speaking Irish at the time. Um, <laughs> he then actually then became fairly well known for relearning his Irish language uh, to actual fluency and fairness to him, uh, but now and now he can't stop talking Irish. Um, so, so it's no surprise actually the Action Plan for Education has an Irish name, uh, which is Kamasu, which um, actually sounds a lot more interesting than um, its English translation, um, which is Enable. Anyway, uh, thankfully Minister McHugh has kept his big promise of ensuring a slowdown to the initiatives in education because his action plan um, has only 280 actions in it. Uh, in fairness to him, of course, no, not all 280 of them are relevant to primary level. This is for primary um, and second level and also third level with it with a few few for preschools despite them not being part of the department of education remit. so anyway i decided to go through them and um, and uh, basically what i've done is i've added a link and um, it's the description just to the document for you as well if you want to go through them but i'm going to, have to go through all the targets and see which ones are relevant to primary education anyway as um, with all of these government booklets whenever they publish these um, strategies and all this sort of. Stuff. it takes them pages and pages and pages to get to the point and um, it takes them up to page 15 after other acknowledgements and gratitudes and platitudes and um, where they outline that the 280 targets are going to set are divided into five different goals. Now I'm not gonna list the goals here because uh, to be honest with you, I actually can't tell the difference between any of them. They're all vague, they're verbose, and um, you know, I actually got, just got bored halfway reading reading through the first one. Um, anyway, we, we, we'll, we'll cut to the chase with the first big target, um, which uh, all the big targets, are like, there's about six, I think there's about 90 big targets they are divided into sub-targets and actions or whatever. Um, and the first action is all about well-being, Great, great, great. We we talk we, we get to talk about well being <laughs> again, uh, we, you know we don't have to provide it particularly, but we we will talk about it. Um, you won't be surprised anyway to know that, that none of the sub uh, sub actions um actually target teachers or other people working in the schools. Um, some people, some principals might remember that The uh, DS um, published a well being policy it was produced by um during Janet Sullivan's time. Well, anyway, it's back, it's back, and it's as wishy washy as ever. Um, five out of the seven actions affect primary schools, but none of them are very interesting. Um, but just I suppose uh, the one note there is that we're going to be getting CPD in this um well being end of things, so um, that should be great for our own well being, I'm sure. Um, action two, um, is uh well it's in one way it's welcome but in another way it's piecemeal basically it's about neps we're getting extra NEP psychologists for the whole country um you'll never guess how many we're getting um well you probably will because you already know um that, 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 that it happens already yeah 10 10 10 new psychologists for the whole country um which we also have to share with second level um oh well uh let's let's move to action four because um it's uh just for primary school, Action 4, though, is, is is it's just for us in primary schools because what they're going to do is they're first they're going to publish a report about their plans uh, to shove coding into the curriculum and, and, and their failures so far, I suppose. And um, there's been a lot of talk about that and that's for something I'll discuss in a future episode. Um, next, they're going to continue out the primary language curriculum up to sixth class, despite how awful the actual language curriculum is, and um, so action four's point two is that. Um, and fear not, though, because they're going to further complicate things by actually redeveloping the curriculum again. And um, so that's uh, action four. Just for us primary school teachers, that's that's very nice from. And um, they leave us alone uh, because they have to do it post-primary, um, until target or action number seven, where there's four very diverse reports going to be published, and they're inevitably going to lead to more things for schools to do on top of what we're already doing. But just in summary, uh, so far, uh, they're going to be publishing a report on RSE, this was in the news recently, um, which is basically going to try, and, and likely try, to figure out a way to force Catholic schools to teach RSE against the r- religious philosophy, but still maintain their control of those schools, um, you know well anyway uh, they're also going to complete an audit of traveler history and culture in the classroom which is obviously a very good idea but they're probably not going to restore the extra supports that were whisked away in the recession where there used to be um a resource teacher for travelers uh, which was just taken away because you know it was easier to take away things from vulnerable uh, people than people who would uh make us on and dance about it things but anyway um, where the third one is publishing well-being and life skills surveys which goes back to the first set of targets I don't know why it's there um, and then the government's healthy Ireland agenda what they're going to do is like, without giving any resources to schools um, they're going to um, they're going to make sure, I don't know what they're going to do really, healthy eating programs already exist, or as as one hour of PE a week. Um, and if we increase any of those, um, something's obviously gonna to have to give, but obviously, again, as usual, we'll just be told to do more. Um, in the small amount of time we have, we'll move on anyway to Target 9, which is all about STEM, my, my favourite acronym of all. Um, it's a newly invented subject, I mean, people actually don't say SESE anymore, which is actually the subject uh, that we, we teach um, in primary school, where some, somehow STEM is, 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 has replaced that. Um, anyway, none of the targets have any lead agency. Um, or any partner to do them, and the targets are very strange uh, to say the least. One of them is actually an advertising campaign, um, which I have to presume is for third level. I, I can't see how that would be for um, uh, primary level. Um, we'll move down to the action number 10, which is the digital strategy. Now my main podcast next week will be focusing um, on this, so I'm not gonna start tearing into it here. Uh, the three targets are reasonably harmless at first glance, uh, but the first two will most likely start to become extra work for primary schools in terms of the campaign to get coding into schools. Um, the, the next uh, four 11, 12, 13 and 14 are all about Gwielga. And again, I'll be dealing with Guelga in the near future. Um, but a review of exemptions is one of the two targets which um, I didn't realise as part of a 20-year plan for Guelga suggested in Action Number 11. Anyway, in any case, uh, we can be assured that the current model for exempting from Irish will change for the worse, for well, actually for principals, uh, probably for pupils. Um, currently, we have to fill in a one-page form outlining Uh, that a psychologist stationed an exemption is recommended I pretty much envision that this is what's not going to be longer enough. I mean, one page, my goodness, why have a one page document when you can have a 10 page document? And I can see teachers being forced to go through the whole continuum of support, writing down every single thing they've done to ensure they've somehow magically proved a psychologist wrong uh, before some other paperwork will have to be completed, where parents will have to reveal all the various efforts they've made uh, before some other form will have to be filled out, and so on. In short, anyway, the only thing that's going to change out of this is going to be more paperwork um, with exactly the same outcome because you know it it isn't going you can't you know if a psychologist um i believe if a psychologist diagnoses a child as eligible for an irish exemption well that should be good enough and if it isn't then i really don't understand how um filling in various forms will, will change that um the action number 12 doesn't really affect po- uh, post-service teachers and action 13 uh, seems to want to link uh, irish medium preschools to primary schools uh which to me kind of further exasperates the questions around irish medium education but again that's for another podcast and um, it's interesting to note that the fourth of those sub-targets um are all about children with special educational needs in Gaeiltaacht area schools rather than all Gaeilschoolina But as I said, (laughs) that's for another podcast. Anyway, action 14 is to ensure that more work well took schools with the review of their inspection model. Um, Action 15 is about transitions between preschool and primary school, and we've touched on the difference between preschools and primary schools in our podcast this week. Um, So it's good to see they're going to focus on the transition between the two, especially in light of special education needs. Um, However, I I can see this uh, being a reduction in workload. In fact, I can see um, a huge amount of uh, work uh, onto both sectors, both preschool and primary um in order to get those uh, supports in place and moving on to action 16 it is actually action 16 is all about dash um, DASH is already already reasonably heavy in terms of paperwork. If you're a DASH school, you'll know this. Um, there's actually nine sub-actions, and this is one of the longest ones, and much of them seem to ensure that much more paperwork is actually going to accompany having keeping and having your, uh, your status of a DASH school. For example, um, five out of nine of them involve reviews of DASH actions and introductions to new reviews. And the most worrying thing for me in this section is a number of times that an agency called TUSLA is mentioned. And whenever I see the word TUSLA, Eyes just see paper. <laughs> That's every time. Um, and uh, you'll, it'll probably become a running theme of this podcast. Um, but uh, experiences so far with TUSLA suggest that um, they enjoy form filling uh, more than uh, actually doing stuff. Um, moving on to Action 17. And this, like, you know, this, I, I, I don't think this podcast is going to be a joy to listen to, but um, hopefully you're still with me. We're, we're moving on to the NCSE, uh, who are in charge of uh, special ed in, in, um, in Ireland. And it looks like um, the bureaucracy that seems to have just built and built and built over the years is going to continue. Um, one positive is they're going to aim to inform schools of their SNA allocations before the end of the school year, which is pretty decent of them. Um, it's a major bone of contention with SNAs and principals. I mean, for SNAs, they have absolutely no idea whether they're gonna have a job um, the following school year until the middle of the summer. Uh, which is an awful situation to put somebody in and then for principals for similar reasons but also that the Department of Education somehow uh, you know expect uh, I mean we we probably do work in the summer but you know we're not paid for that but we shouldn't be expected to be there, if that makes sense. But it does assume that we're available 365 days in the year. Um, one other target, just as small, is quickening the appeals mechanism. Well, I mean, one way to do that would be to reduce the amount of paperwork. Um, and, and I can't see that happening anytime soon. Um, moving on is, is one that's the most live one right now actually action number 18 is one that's actually happening now it's very very relevant Um, in, in, in the start of March it's in the allocation of set teachers special uh, education teachers uh, and almost all principal in this country have seen the effect this has had on their workload and um, we're three weeks into it at this stage almost and there are still principals scurrying around the country looking to fill full-time posts we were, we were all given Ridiculous hours. You have to make up twenty five hours for a full time post. Um, my school got twenty three hours, twenty nine minutes, or something silly, um, and I have to find one hour and twenty eight nine or thirty one minutes to to fill a post. Um, and most of the schools are in similar positions where they're scrabbling around for few hours here and there from other schools and it's relentless and actually principals are just screwing each other over in order to save a post for their school because um because and, and i quote like i mean that someone said like it's, it's absolutely it's so wrong that we have to do this but you have to do what you have to do for yourself and i just i don't know it, it just for, in terms of collegiality it's it's just awful but you know also it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be this way we we just should be cluster together or the hours should be easier to um bring together and um, i mean why give a school 23 hours and 29 minutes when you can just round it up to the nearest five hours and and you'll cut your losses it'll work out in the end anyway it's it's um by the end of march the department of education are going to be left to sweep up whatever breadcrumbs are left um, and you can definitely be sure one thing uh, they won't be making as much an effort as the principals have been in the last few weeks it's been awful um you know um, seeing what's going on, to be honest with you. Anyway, we, we will move on to um, number nineteen, which is uh, one of a few that won't increase our workload actually to yet. And I just thought I'd mention it. It's uh, it's actually a pilot for the in-school speech and language therapy, which is happening now, which is which is great. and um, it's much needed. Um, but uh, just i guess i suppose as a as a despite saying this is great uh, right now what i have to do in order for a child in my school to get speech and language therapy is i actually have to do very little i've done nothing i feel in nothing to get them speech and language therapy but if they start moving that into the schools now i can imagine whatever happens to the pilot that's going to change um it, after that it gets it gets a bit strange or well, just random i suppose for, for the next five um actions. Um, they deal with a variety of issues, one including Brexit. Um, you know, uh, which is which is, I suppose, affects some 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 counties, which is fine. But Action Twenty Three is the one to watch out for. It's the development of an evaluation framework, through which outcomes of students with special education needs are measured. Now, when I see the word frameworks, pretty much like when I see the word Tusla, I think that makes it means a heap of paperwork. We're already drowning in paperwork when schools look for any access to support from the NCSE. I absolutely dread to think what this is going to look like. Um, it's it's interesting that a lot of in this report, a lot of the very inconspicuous ones that are sort of sandwiched in between sort of things that aren't really that big, are um, are going to give us the most work, and you'll see that as we go on in, in this podcast. Anyway, all the remaining actions in in this goal, goal two, we're already in goal two out of five. Don't relate to primary education, so we're going to move to goal three and action number twenty eight. So we're 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 moving we're moving through these, and it, it, there is actually one goal where primary level isn't affected very much at all so um we're probably about halfway through to be honest uh, in this uh, shorter podcast um a, spe- a special podcast on this action plan come asu um so it looks like we're finally going to get to cpd uh, we're going to finally get cpd for aster um which is which is good i mean that that is one thing that has been severely lacking um where Teachers were getting um, help in doing Astor. I mean, they've been doing it for about four years now, and in fairness, now we've done very well considering there's been such little guidance. Um, there's a lot of irons to chink, uh, a lot of chinks to iron out. Um, but anyway, we CPD is happening. But wait. I see the word there actually is mentoring we're going to get mentoring not CPD and when I see that that makes me think of DRIHID Uh, (laughs) and if you've listened to anything I've ever said or written about DRIHID uh, you you may know where this is going because when I see the word DRIHID it makes me think of a very large folder in my office which is packed full of forms uh, which I've had to fill in and it also reminds me that any mentoring that I'm involved in is unpaid and isn't resourced at all well not resourced properly at the very best. Anyway, speaking of Druid, which has freed up inspectors, you know, lucky us, um, action 29 through 36 give the inspectors loads of ways to give us more work. Um, infant teachers are gonna be delighted because there's going to be early years inspections. Um, SSE inspections are going to be upped. Uh, so you're gonna to have to get those folders ready. And many principals will already be presented with a template for child protection inspections featuring 65 separate checks. Now, I mean, Obviously, nobody in the education system is going to criticise child protection measures, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, but even Sheila Noonan, uh, the the, the chief honcho of the INCO, had to give a response that the new measures would do nothing uh, to make schools safe for children from the previous uh, measures and they urged the Department of Education to rethink, she she urged the Department to rethink the new model, which of course they won't. Um, I think the IPPN, the Principal's Network, must have been fairly aggrieved as well when the DES also noted that the only templates that we'd be allowed to use would be actually the Department of Education and not the ones that, the IPPN, in fairness to the IPPN, they went around the country for weeks before the deadline, just in time for schools to be compliant with the with the child protection measures. It's now March and the Department of Education, well it's February, and the Department of Education uh, released their templates, you know, three months after the deadline, and now uh, the IPPN developed their own, which were very good, in fairness, and now we actually can't use them. We have to use the department's ones. I mean, it seems it seems absurd. You really couldn't make it up, and it continues. Really, um, inspection reports are going to be published every quarter, um, now, which will give the media more opportunities to jump on schools and feed the teacher-hating brigade, which is great i'm sure um, the journal will be very delighted and um, with that if um, i've yet to see a school that receives a relatively poor inspection report getting anything positive out of it and it's it's just not in fairness it's just not nice and and not useful um, and um, I, I i question what good it really does to any school um, it doesn't motivate them uh, to to do anything because it's it's just impossible to know um, there's no consistency inspections and um, everything depends on who you get Anyway, luckily, Action 34 sets up a school improvement group. Oh, God. <laughs> we're turning into the UK. We really are. We are moving into the UK. Next, what we're going to have is a panel of super principals whisked in to save some failing school. And then there'll be a reality TV show where these super principals are going to go into the schools and turn them around and all sorts of other cliches. <sighs> god as long as they're wearing capes maybe you know it might be worth it anyway my, my favorite one of these anyways in action 36 were lucky principals are going to have better involvement in inspection teams that's nice I, I actually don't know what to say about that really because i don't didn't even have any idea that this was, was actually a thing Um, i i, I kind of thought and um, we were supposed to be having professional conversations that were inspectors anyway rather than being inspected but there you go Anyway, we'll skip past the next few actions, except for number 38, because the DS um, are going to support the Teaching Council and its role in regulating and promoting the teaching profession. Which I thought was already happening, but anyway, we'll we'll move to the Teacher Supply Action Plan. Um, For those of you who don't know, there's a teacher shortage in Ireland, um, um, and there's a number of reasons for this, um, none of which are acknowledged in the Action Plan. Uh, One of the targets, uh, number 40, um, is to develop a teacher recruitment website. Um, did no one did no one mention the IPPN have already done this? It, it's called Education Posts. Um, I mean, I mean seriously, <laughs> I, poor IPPN. They're they're getting a hiding here. Um, I mean, just just I mean, really, what, what the Department of Education don't need don't need is a recruitment site. they they need to pay teachers equally and and they need to stop expecting us to be psychologists. They need to stop expecting us to be attendance officers. They need to stop expecting us to be experts in additional needs and special education needs. They need to stop expecting us to to take the few punches, bites and kicks from children with emotional behavioural disorders. They need to stop expecting us to solve society's issues and they need to actually start treating us with a little bit of respect. You know, I would suggest that might be one of their action plans. However, things get no better in terms of our workload. We're up to action 41 and that's to try and engage, uh, to try and get um, um, initial teacher training um, colleges and schools to partner up because a lot of schools are now sick of the extra workload put on them by taking on a student teacher with no acknowledgement and absolutely no support. Um, It's totally unfair on both the students and the teachers and the pupils and the current system just doesn't work. Um, The 10 week placement is, is total joke it's a joke um you know it doesn't do any good for the student teacher there's they're just here longer um but still don't have um you know ownership of the class um you know and 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 actually the teacher training colleges have just kind of made up things as they go along um in in the 10 weeks trying to spit them up into. Various things. They don't. They that none of them actually do ten weeks in one classroom anyway, Um which brings me to action forty four. I'll come back to forty two and forty three, which is dread And um, it's now policy. It's one of their action plans. It's it's actually it's an opportune moment now to really I suppose actually, I might stop now, because it is an opportune moment to give our my great thanks to all our representatives here who supported, the ninety percent of teachers who overwhelmingly voted to reject Drahid in schools. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so, uh, sorry, that's my um, my sarcasm for the day over maybe. Uh, anyway, action 42 is all about the CSL, which is a really worthwhile initiative I'm involved in actually, which um, gives new principals a free mentor for a year. And um, it does, however, add to my workload and, and, and every other principal who's involved. And and I suppose my worry is like our goodwill. I mean, it is it is it depend on goodwill. We don't get paid for doing it really. Um, um, we don't get paid for it at all, actually. Uh, you, get, you get travel expenses. Um, but your Goodwill's gonna stretch on you so far for, for, for many people. I mean, it, this is a lovely um, thing to do. It's, it's good to help your colleagues when they're starting off in principalship because it's a really tough job. And a really, really big shame for the CSL to become a shrapnel, kind of, when principals actually finally act on their complaints of enough being enough um, they've extended to an 18-month uh, cluster which uh, seems to be happening now and so we'll have to see how that goes. Um, Action 43 is a review of summer courses which in fairness is well needed and I'm discussing that in a later podcast. The TPN scheme, I don't know if anyone, any, any I suppose newer teachers have heard of the TPN scheme. It's to be addressed anyway in Action 45 and they want to review it uh, and given that I haven't heard and heard of TPN in over a decade probably doesn't bode well uh, for it moving so... Um, Anyway, we will, we will have to move um, swiftly on to uh, curriculum areas that they're going to get targeted this year um, in this goal. Um, There's going to be a STEM framework. Framework, that word again. Uh, an introduction to the maths curriculum. Ooh, sorry. Wait, wait. I, th- I thought the minister said he was going to pause the introduction of the maths curriculum. And... Wasn't a workload forum celebrating. This is a major victory for all of us principals. They had to, this is primary workload forum where members of the IPPN, CEPsMA, INTO, and the and the Minister for Education kind of work together to reduce it. And they and lately they were saying, "Well, we've succeeded in them um, in imposing in, in the introduction to the maths curriculum, but there it is. It's there in action forty five, uh, sorry, in action forty six. So according." We're we're according to the document we're kicking it off in late 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 later late on this year, um, so thanks guys. Um, oh well, there's uh, I suppose there's the ongoing rollout of the language curriculum also to look forward to um, as well later in the year. We'll move on to our fourth goal, which, uh, and we'll skip along to action fifty-one, uh, which is my favourite topic. Uh, it's all about divestment and diversity. And so, uh, if you've listened, uh, you can listen to my episode one of this podcast um, to get my thoughts on this. And um, you know, there's no point in me going on and on about this. And uh, I, it is my favourite thing to rant about. But um, one of the subjects, uh, some actions on this diversity, is really strange to me. It's to establish forty-two new girls' schools Someone's going to have to explain this to me, uh, like how the DS understands, whether the the Department of Education actually understands the word diversity. Um, Anyway, Uh, amazingly, uh, Action 53 is how to make it easier for parents to complain about schools. Um, Now, I've absolutely no problem uh, being complained about when a complaint is valid and objective And all that kind of stuff. But in fairness, right now, and in fairness, I actually don't even have a problem with a complaint is vexatious either. I mean, it's pain, but it's I I don't really have a particular problem with it. However, this new process really, really reeks um, of having to maintain swathes of paperwork from for the most menial of things. I, 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 it does feel, to be honest, like another punch in the stomach for principals who spend their time trying to please everybody, um, and at least the next nine targets um after that I suppose maybe give me a chance to breathe. Um because to recover from that, that kind of sucker punch really it's 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 not nice just not to be trusted. We really I mean I don't know any principal in the country that is um that goes out of their way to um to make life Life difficult for 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 the pupils in the school. We really really do care for them so um so much. But anyway, nine targets later, we get the next sucker punch in action sixty two. Where the government are planning on sucking the life out of the arts <laughs> that's uh, this is just my bee in my bonnet i i really hate schemes uh, where the edu- where education and the arts uh, department of arts get come together and um, because you get things like creative ireland and music generation i don't take part in them um because i actually because they're all half measures they they don't actually provide anything to everybody they apply some bits to some schools and then you get all this inequality um but it does tick a box to say that they're supporting the arts even though they're not supporting the arts at all i'll probably have a little bit of a rant i will actually have a bit of a rant about this in a later episode of um of the podcast you'll be glad to know we're coming to the end and we finally get to goal five which i will read because i suppose i didn't read any of the other ones because i think goal five is my favorite one because um because this is what how it goes we will lead in the delivery of strategic direction and supportive systems in partnership with key stakeholders in education and training." Yep. I've no idea what that means either. Um, However, in good news, uh, thankfully most of them actually don't add to our workload in primary education. Um, Action 84 is all about summer work schemes, it doesn't reduce workload but at the same time it doesn't seem to add anything extra as far as I know and the only action actually in the section that will directly affect us in primary level is number 86 which actually sneaks into the mix very similarly like to one previously there they put these little sneaky ones uh, where they think you might miss them which is which was one of my which was a real bugbear of mine it was mentioned a few years ago the use of school buildings to facilitate after-school clubs now I wonder if you remember that one I remember uh, Richard Bruton was the minister at the time um, basically uh, suggested this as an idea. And I remember suggesting back uh, to him, although he probably doesn't know, um, because uh, <laughs> because I don't think he reads uh, my, my, my Facebook updates, although you never know. Uh, but anyway, I, I suggested that maybe if he gave up his office when he goes home for, uh, for, for, for stuff, um, then we'd start talking. However, it does appear, anyway, the Department of Education still thinks that when the bell goes at 2.30 or 3 o'clock that our rooms are empty and there's nothing left prepared for the following days and the teacher still isn't there long after the children go home and there isn't stuff in the classroom that's confidential. I mean, they, they, they clearly haven't set foot in the classroom um, when the bell goes. Um, anyway, the, that, that, that's uh, one of the targets. And, and really... Um, after that there's a few appendices uh there's there's appendix number two uh, is a list of 52 acronyms um uh, of, because uh, the department of education clearly like acronyms uh, my favorite one is the dfat which kind of um almost sums up the entire document similarly to the clothing company FCUK. uk um however anyway the big uh, question um for me is of those 280 actions because that uh, seems to be the um, the complaint going out there uh, from everybody is that the, the Department of Education have released 280 uh, targets um, how many actually increase the workload of primary schools I wish I'd um, I wish I could have a drum roll sound here now um, maybe I'll go and look for one uh, for a future episode so you're going to have to make do with a dramatic pause so how many of the 280 actions are relevant and will increase the workload for primary schools it's it's around it's, it's around 83 um. so while that's not 280 um, it's still 83 extra pieces of workload for just this year 2019 Um, this is after a sincere promise from minister McHugh that he understands that there needs to be a pause or a slowdown on our workload you know in fact he did this in front of over 1,000 primary school principals at the IPPN conference, and he got a standing ovation for it. I didn't, I'm so happy I didn't stand. I'm so, so happy now. <laughs> anyway, I, of course, you know, our representatives have been reminding us, and um, they, they, you know, they, they've been reminding us that they have been negotiating really, really hard at this primary workload forum to pause the rollout of the new maths curriculum for for a few months anyway according to this plan and i'll be interested really now after seeing this what are they going to say what are they actually going to say about this uh, about this plan anyway i can't uh, i can't say i hope you enjoyed this uh, special podcast because um there's really very little in it to actually enjoy but i hope it gives you some sort of picture of what's coming down the road to a school near you yes come as is coming at you and your workload is going one way I'll be back in a few days' time with our regular podcast, and thanks so much for listening. All the best. Bye-bye.